Let's talk about some news. Uh, I recently had some experiences with Intel Arc. Um, had a little bit of a play with it a couple of days ago. So Intel is making uh, video cards now? Now. Do they work? Yes. How? Mm, cards themselves work rather well. It's mostly about the drivers and the software. That's okay. a bit of a okay. problem. This is, this is the point where I was waiting for you. Yeah, well, Intel has been making some graphic cards for the past decades, I think in the millions, actually, which is kind of the point as well, because the cards work for the most part okay. Um, and some of the re latest releases of the drivers introduced some significant um, performance upgrades as well latest version has really good improvement in terms of the DX9 performance and stuff like that. But at the same time, their driver suit and especially that annoying application that they call Arc Control is something that should be forbidden by law. What I'm missing, what I'm missing here, I, I also had some play with Arc and uh, what I'm missing here is Intel probably made billions of uh, graphic cards. Mm -hmm. If you count all the CPUs, so how is it that they fail to understand that you actually need drivers that work and drivers that are capable of controlling the card in production if you want to ship something to the consumer? I'm completely, I'm completely not pro uh, Team Red or Team Blue. I just don't understand how Intel made such a mistake and uh, released a hardware that is working without an actual working driver. I think that's pretty straightforward. They were just in the rush to get it to the market. Okay. They finished the hardware, didn't finish the software. They were forced by deadlines and they just made the decision to go with it, to go with the flow, as we usually say. And that was that. And to suffer a little bit at the beginning with the uh, potential outcry for the, from the customers, which is definitely happening and uh, to try to improve it as they do. But that also ties in nicely to the second point about the drivers. Team Red and Team Green, actually, if you want to call them that. Okay. They kind of uh, got us used to that idea as well. They are also very much, let's say, metaphorically to blame for that, because for years they've also um, you know, released uh, hardware that wasn't all that optimized via in the software part, and they introduced significant upgrades via newer releases of the drivers. AMD is well, very well known for that. So I'd say that this is just a continuation of a story that kind of, uh, you know, when you, when you look at some things uh, on the market from the perspective of a customer, a lot of customers are buying mid-range products. It's been always like that. Lately, it's been a little bit more of the shift towards products that are more high-end, but that's a result of the way in which they operate, not the customers, the NVIDIA's, AMD's of the world, etc. But at the same time, they have gotten used us to the fact that the performance in, from the optimization perspective, when the, uh, these products are released, are mediocre at best. And then... They slowly but surely introduce new versions of the drivers. Everything gets better, etc. And it's become the new normal. It's not. Okay, but I have I have two two, two points there. Um, mm -hmm. First point is, uh, I was expecting much better from Intel mm -hmm. because Intel is big enough to be able to afford uh, drivers that actually work. Agreed. And the other thing is that I honestly do not expect from somebody who has a recycle that is close to 
probably nine months or so, uh, under a year, that they're going to uh, be making progress in creating new drivers and new features on older hardware mm -hmm. instead of pushing new hardware. So if they released a hardware version of a chip and then failed to get the drivers right, they are right now counting down to the next release of the next version of the next uh, generation of the hardware. Mm -hmm. And I think that if the drivers are lagging behind on release date, mm -hmm. they are going to lag even more uh, as soon as the next generation comes in and then the next generation, the next generation comes in and so on. This is the one thing. And the other mm -hmm. thing is that I honestly hate every piece of hardware that is released as a hardware works will fix it in post and then this fix never comes. Hmm. So if Intel is unable to do it, uh, what about smaller, uh, smaller or to be more precise, more generic uh, manufacturers? So for example, I don't know, a network card or so. Uh, network cards are crap hmm. because they are supposed to be finished later but nobody comes to uh, the point where it actually finishes uh, the drivers. There's actually a good counterpoint to what you said. I agree with that. But there's also one thing that we could add to the pile of, you know, what okay. to discuss. They don't have a reference of a previous generation card, which is good, actually, in a couple of different ways. Primarily, if we are discussing drivers, that means that they don't have to release new drivers for some kind of older product which in theory and generally speaking in practice should mean that they have more time to develop uh, drivers for the, for the current products now until the release of the next GPU generation, if you understand what I wanted to say. Yes, but the reference reference is not the previous generation. Reference is the games on the market because uh, for all normal purposes, uh, yeah. integrated uh, the graphics is, is okay. So ARC is released exclusively for the games. And you are comparing, uh, you are comparing benchmarks on uh, for the current generation of the cards to the current games on the market right now. So, previous experience doesn't count. You just need to create a card that is going to be uh, as quick as possible in the games that are available right now. So, Intel is failing to do this. Mm. They are failing to even achieve stability on the hardware, mm. and this is a big problem because. Once you fail to achieve stability and once you fail to release the hardware that actually works when you release it, people tend to say, okay, this is Intel. They didn't do what we expected from them. Let's see what the other two guys are doing. And the other two guys are actually releasing cards that work. Hmm. Okay, they may be a little bit toasty. They may mm. uh, burn themselves up. They may cost a small fortune. Mm. But if you take all those uh, things into consideration, they are actually releasing uh, cards at work. Intel is not s uh, so much cheaper that people would uh, buy, buy Intel, exclusively on the price. And it's not stable enough to buy it uh, based on stability. So what is the reason why, why they're doing this? Actually, there are a couple of other reasons why they introduced these cards, and it's not only gaming. But my previous standpoint wasn't from the perspective of the gamer, it was from their standpoint. Okay. Which I hate analyzing. Yet, yet again, one other thing that they kind of imprinted into our, our firmware when we start thinking about buying a product, we, a lot of people tend to take sides. In IT, there shouldn't be taking sides, and we shouldn't offer them any understanding for the fact that the drivers are making the product bad. 
Okay. Uh, this is my point. Yes, because, yes. Because I want, I want the, uh, the cheapest card that is able to achieve uh, whatever FPS I'm looking for in a given game. Um, but I my, I my, my point, I understand completely. My point was that they have even less to complain about because of the fact that they don't have to do compatibility for some previous generation of cards or something. They should focus on this and they should have focused on that years ago or months ago and they should have made it work they have even less of an excuse to do so not more so, so that makes me even more mad about so it. let's let's but let's. The, there's a second reason why they release these cards and that one is actually making me even more furious uh, than than the gaming part which is uh, that their cards support the new codec that should be in use by twitch and youtube etc yes. one whatnot nobody uses it yet so basically, you are buying a product that is not optimized now for the feature that might come come later, which is completely irrational. Okay, I understand that VC One is going to have significant influence on how much uh, bandwidth you you spend for streamers and people doing YouTube, Twitch, whatnot, in terms of how how much bandwidth they're going to put into that versus quality but it's not available now it, it is not going to be available probably for the next x amount of months whatever so it is a feature that is offered which is completely pointless at this point of time and they are kind of like saying us yeah buy it for that as well yes but we are now uh, just reiterating the thing that you probably remember since you are old enough to remember the MMX instructions and uh, the instructions, mm. multimedia instruction set for the CPUs that Intel came to the market with. And this was a market driver or market point. Uh, and there was absolutely zero um, uh, production uh, support for uh, any of the instructions that they uh, put on the market. Yeah, there was, they were absolutely unnecessary at that point in time. Yes, and then they actually did uh, a deal with Microsoft to implement this in, in Windows. Mm. I don't see this kind of point uh, being done now because Microsoft and Intel are not so closely knit together as they used to be. So Microsoft is not going to uh, just uh, work it out uh, and try to push the new uh, Intel features into Windows because they had on their own agreements with uh, NVIDIA and uh, uh, ATI. So this is just a, my point is AMD, that no ATI anymore. Okay, okay, okay. The, the guys that produce the cards that actually work <laughs> and not burn themselves up. But okay, so they don't have the incentive. So Microsoft doesn't have any the, the incentive to uh, go and try to uh, sort out the Intel's Intel problems. Yeah, but they shouldn't. And they don't They don't have the need to because the codec is a driver slash browser thing, not the OS thing Okay. at the end of the day. Yes, but but the, the codecs already exist. It's just that the, you cannot use them for anything right now, at least. Yes, but, but right now Microsoft is, among other things, trying to push its own uh, edge. So it is going to try to push mm. whatever is uh, cool and new and Twitch and uh, multimedia and uh, stream and whatever. Yep. are the buzzwords of the day today. But let's continue on. Yeah. Now that we have come to agreement that uh, ARC, harder good, solder bad, harder needs uh, some finishing, solder needs completely redone, let's go on. I agree. Okay, my next beef, actually kind of sarcastic slash ironic turn of events actually both you and i i mean we've known each other for a gazillion years and both of us are using 
all of the above. Firefox, Chrome, Brave, uh, whatever. Uh, Opera. Yeah, Opera, whatever. Doesn't really matter. Mosaic. Yeah, Mosaic. Yes, okay. <laughs> yeah, in the 90s at least. We are both old enough to remember that. But uh, Google Chrome has been a thorn in my eye for so long now, for a couple of years. I've been actively using it every single day. And the second I uh, start the browser and, uh, let's say, open five tabs, it starts eating away everything in terms of memory uh, and partially CPU as well that I have on my computer. And the computers that you and I use are not exactly, you know, uh, beginner class computers. They are, okay. they are workstations with Xeon processors with... 64 odd uh, gigabytes of memory and, and etc and when you start task manager coincidentally the uh, application that both of us absolutely adore of course being sarcastic yet again and when you see the amount of processes that it starts the amount of memory that it eats away for whatever it's crazy and that brings me to the point the point is that google chrome is going to get um, memory and power saving modes now, I would like to laugh my ass off at that, but I'm going to stop myself there and just say that uh, as long as they finally fix one of the most common things that happens to all of us in terms of that, which is if you're using a laptop, if you're not hooked up to power, they're just go eat, eating away uh, the, uh, the battery as fast as possible. It's, it's insane. And sometimes the Chrome wastes more battery than me watching a movie in VLC, which is insane, completely crazy. But if they uh, manage to fix that, finally, good riddance, old Chrome, welcome new one. Hopefully, you're going to be more efficient. That being said, uh, tying back to the previous topic, why the hell haven't you done that in the past five or so years? I think that uh, I'm not going to defend Google here because Chrome is known for being... Basically, why we are going, uh, why we are talking about today only about half solutions and half products that, are, uh, that shouldn't be on the market uh, yet. But, okay... Chrome has been known to uh, gut the memory and try to uh, waste as much memory as possible. Okay, I can see why. I see that one of the dri uh, driving ideas was, was to uh, get as many extensions, as many uh, developers online uh, to develop things for the develop things for uh, for Chrome as possible. And what they actually did is that they uh, created a store for the plugins that were let's say less than optimized mm -hmm. uh, that kept crashing they had a huge problem with crashing uh, with memory loss with uh, memory allocation and so on buffer it, overflows yes then try to fix it in the chrome itself this doesn't work because this is a patchwork that tries to fix other other people's patchwork so it doesn't work but having said all that uh, i think that chrome is trying to shift its own chromium os into windows and it's right now creating a virtual machine inside the virtual machine inside the virtual machine. So mm. it's basically it's trying to create a, a operating system inside the operating system to try to take over everything. It is switching modes because... So system demon Linux type of... Yes, but because uh, a application shouldn't be having a, a power save mode. <laughs> this is a function of an operating system. Memory saving is something that should be a function of the operating system because it implicitly means that Chrome is going to take away all your memory and then try to save it. Mm -hmm. Because the only way that Chrome should be saving memory is just by to not, not using it, but not using it inefficiently. Inefficiently, yes. Yes, I agree. So, either Chrome is going to talk to Windows directly and then do the memory allocation or reallocation, 
or it is just going to give up and try to uh, give all the memory back to the operating systems. I don't see the reason for allocating all the memory and then saying, uh, okay, now I'm not going to be wasteful because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense for the, uh, for the browser to take over operating system functions because what's next? It is going to spawn uh, processes. Yeah. It is going to have its own um, separate processes and separate process groups uh, inside the inside the processor. Mm -hmm. Okay. When comes the time when I need uh, virtualization turned on on the processor if I need to run Chrome? That's easy, always. And what's next? Kubernetes and Chrome. It would be awesome. I am I'm I'm strongly 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 now thinking that you have gone completely insane. <laughs> And maybe I'm just being sarcastic, of course. <laughs> yes, but this is overly sarcastic. Overly sarcastic. Uh, but we will come to a point where microservices and Chrome are going to cross uh, paths, mm -hmm. and this is going to be an insane moment in, in, in history. I agree. That's going to be a significant moment, moment in IT history, not for the good. I think that you know that you can actually run, um, in Emacs, you can actually run a text editor. Yeah, it was a well-known text editor that we used to use for years. No, ago. no, no. But in, inside Emacs, you yeah. you have a text editor inside the Emacs that you yeah. can run as a text editor. When we will see a point when the Chrome is going to have its own web browser inside the Chrome that is going to be independent web browser as a plugin. I, I think I have a better one. What they should do is actually not create an editor inside of Chrome. They should create a front page inside the Chrome. That would be awesome. I think that on Google Graveyard, there are a couple of front pages that they tried to create. I know. Yes. Exactly so, why I said it. And I think that, uh, rightfully, all those things are on the graveyard. Correct. Uh, together with the Microsoft MSN channels, uh, active channels on the desktop that Microsoft tried to create uh, a long time ago, if you remember. Macromedia uh, or Adobe Flash, Shockwave, Adobe Flash, Shockwave, uh, Silverlight. Yes. Uh, so all those things that they're, they're trying to uh, take over the world and trying to uh, make customers use a custom solution that is going to be completely proprietary, they should just be on the graveyard as soon as possible. If possible, even before they are released, so that nobody tries to release such kind of crappy software basically but what fun would that be i'm thinking about not needing 64 gigabytes of ram uh, in order to uh, open a web page and you think that uh, you are basically entitled to not waste time on stuff like that correct i want my tools not, not trying to take all the world while I use them but yeah time waste yes still yes 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 okay i have a bone to pick with you there okay try yeah, this is going to be fun for me, at least a little bit. I'm going to troll you because you deserve it. So for the past couple of years, we had a fun relationship online in terms of which software products and operating systems we use for our jobs. The newest one. Yes. And me being uh, a little bit more of a realist with the IT journalistic slash editorial background, and you still being a small child that likes, likes to beta test things, uh, did something last year which made me both furious and laugh, your, laugh my <clears throat> off at you at okay. many, many of occasions. So we had a situation in which we uh, arranged that we are going to install Windows 10 on our desktops, we are going to 
use specific hardware for our online lectures. We are going to do sound in a specific way, Windows 10, applications, drivers, everything worked perfectly. And then one day, Yasmin, Mr. calls me and says, yeah, I deployed Windows 11. Yes, because it was boring. Mm-hmm. Once mm-hmm. an operating system becomes available, mm-hmm. my users or people who are asking me for help are going to use it. Mm-hmm. I need to know how crappy it is in order to see what the problems are going to be. Exactly correct, but not on the production so, computer. So dog fooding is okay? No. Uh, incidentally, this is my production computer. It's not an incident. It's yes, on purpose. Yes, because, because I am unable to... Uh, use uh, Windows 11 on basically none of my laptops because they're I... They're not compatible? They're not compatible because mm. because they actually work. And uh, they, they, they don't have TPM2 or something like that. Yes, yeah. okay. and this is fortunate. Agreed. So uh, I'm running it on my desktop and I just wanted to see what the user experience is. So I'm... Please, please, please share with us what the user experience was, especially on our online chats. I wasn't able to talk to people, uh, or, or or hear or, people, or or and uh, I wasn't able to hear people, or and show camera picture to people, Sometimes. or and mixture of all of the above but in I think, random. But I times. think that we are coming to the first point mm-hmm. uh, because Windows was released before they actually uh, sorted out all the problems with the drivers. Exactly correct. And they have gone a long way with fixing it. So right mm-hmm. now, most of the time I can hear people. Most of the time I can talk to people because they hear me. Most of the time I can voluntarily switch devices when I need them. Hooray and for you. I can mostly play all the multimedia that I have on my computer. Unless so, you can't, in which case waste time yet again. Yes. But thankfully I decided to have a secondary computer that is Windows 10 uh, compatible and it actually works. So I'm able to switch to a clean desktop and work. And this is the main reason why I have a laptop. Okay. I would just, for for some reason, I'm seeing Dirty Harry, Harry Callahan, and just the word swell comes to mind. You know. Um, I'm just seeing uh, Dale Boy and uh, just... Uh, who dares wins and so on and so on. Mm-hmm. So, so in the last episode of the yes, movie, you're going yes, to get yes. your millions. Yes, I'm going to be a millionaire. Ah, okay, okay, okay. And you're going to fall backwards unconscious twice and then you're going to yes, rock yes, the yes, car yes, yes, because yes, yes. you're very happy. Yes. And right now we made a reference to a, to a British British uh, sitcom that probably none of the listeners in the United States know any, anything about. But yeah, any, we anyways. do. We do. Yes, okay. So now, after 31 minutes of recording, let's try to go to the main point of the thing that we are here But for. why we are having so much fun, you know, dissing on stuff that doesn't work properly. Yes, but uh, this is the biggest point. Uh, we can stuff, go on with that forever. Uh, right now, the state of the, the, state of the market is, uh, is this. Everybody releases crap things because they have a tight schedule to release. Then they try to use an even tighter schedule to fix it in the software, uh, software part. Then, then they, they fail. Then they fail and give up. Mm-hmm. Then they re-release the before said uh, hardware because there is a revision 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 11. 
and then they try to fix the 11th edition of the hardware in the software, decide to give up completely and release a new version of everything. And none of the things actually work. The release cycle is so the release cycle is so uh, quick, and uh, the job that people do is so superficial that I have yet to see hardware that is actually working in the first iteration. I have yet to see software that is working in the first iteration, and I explicitly hate having to um, fix things as soon as I install them. It's mm -hmm. almost like Teslas. Mm -hmm. uh, before, in the time before your, uh, we had bikes. Uh, when you bought a bike, you had to go to the, the first service as soon as you bought the bike because it needed to be uh, put together and then they needed to finish things up, uh, all, the, all the chain and so on and so on. It is insane that right now when you buy a new car, specifically Tesla, you need to go to the service station as soon as possible because the door gaps aren't the, the, correct. The, 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 things, the yeah. things are not working completely, so they are going to finish it later. The car should be finished as soon as it goes out of the factory. If it isn't finished, it shouldn't be out. Agreed. The same thing goes with the hardware, the same thing goes with the software. Agreed. We have a big, big, big problem right now. Agreed. Which is the reason why I asked you why you, why you installed Windows 11. Because it's fun. Thank you for that. That's what because I wanted to every, hear. If, Human if, reason. If it's... everything is broken... Mm -hmm. I'm not going to try to fix things. I'm just going to see how broken they are. So basically what you wanted to say is Windows 11 uh, for you is Linux desktop for me. Yes, and this is going to be the year of the Linux desktop. Which one? Next one? No, this one. The, the 15 days of it. Sure. <laughs> let's see how that works out. Let's let's call it. This is the year of the Linux desktop. You Excellent. heard it. You, you heard, heard it here first. first. Yes. First, yes. yes. Okay. So let's now talk about the elephant, the elephant in the room. Uh, the, yeah. the elephant is called Chat AI, <laughs> and it is, from my point, my perspective, it is uh, the most interesting thing that has happened in the last probably twenty odd years, mm -hmm. because we have a technology that wasn't released by any of the big companies. Mm -hmm. And that has a tendency to be a big uh, disruptor. Be a I'd big say. disruptor, and at the same time, is completely basically open source. Hmm. So we have something that is not controlled by anybody, that is disruptive technology that is not patented by anybody, and we have seen only the start of it right now. Mm -hmm. So we are talking about chat AI. If uh, AI, uh, if you are, uh, if you don't know what it is. Basically, everybody has covered it. Uh, it's a sort of kind of um, artificial intelligence uh, chatbot mm -hmm. designed for chatting. Uh, the, almost as if you're having a human interaction type yes, of Yes, it can switch. It can switch languages. It can uh, interact on normal uh, language prompts. So you can actually have a, I won't say meaningful, but a conversation with it. Mm -hmm. You can... Uh, pose questions you can get sort of kind of answers and uh, you are able to talk to the model or the chat GPT, uh, GPT uh, bot and get meaningful answers to your questions having said that I'm all for the idea of it mm -hmm. implementation right now is 
basically the same as it is the uh, with the Intel's uh, graphic card, but it is getting significantly better uh, by each day because it is learning based on the prompts that people give it. Yeah. So we are talking about disruptive technology. We are talking about something that wasn't released by Microsoft, wasn't released by Google, wasn't released by anybody else. Yeah. It isn't even uh, released by a significant uh, player on the virtualization market. So we are not talking about somebody that has resources behind it. Yeah. Uh, and this is getting interested. The only problem that I have with this technology is that for a casual, normal person that has no knowledge on uh, a lot of things, uh, results of the chat with the, this uh, AI may be deceptive. Maybe. May be deceptive because mm. we are talking about uh, approximation of a normal person. We're also talking about an AI that has a big yet still limited data set. Yes, and the pro big, biggest problem is that uh, the AI, the way it is done right now, has one thing that is completely different but uh, when you compare it to everything other on the market. Mm -hmm. This AI won't be saying that it doesn't know something. It is going to try to uh, make up uh, facts Mm -hmm. or try to avoid uh, things that it doesn't know. So it is not going to hmm. just give up on you. It is going to uh, try to uh, show you or try to give you the answer that it uh, things that you should be getting. Basically, be all and all. I know yes, everything. Yes, and then, all, then, then, making, then making things up uh, as it goes along. And this is a big problem because people are expecting computers to say, okay, this is the answer or... I don't know. Yeah, either true or false, kind of. Yes, so we, we, we are expecting uh, that the answer is either I know the answer or I don't know the answer. They're not expecting a computer to say, this is the answer or this should be the answer and I think this is the answer. Okay. Because, because people are expecting uh, some kind of a definitive uh, finished, uh, uh, let's say... Uh, I wouldn't say a task, but I would say just a definitive answer to a specific question. And they expect that the computer is going to tell them if he doesn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And chat AI doesn't do this. Mm -hmm. It is going to either give up completely because of the limitations of the model, mm -hmm. or it is just going to try to make things up. Let's have some examples. Okay. You want to start or should I? Uh, I asked it, what is an IT podcast? Mm -hmm. Okay. And this is a... On the first glance, this is completely okay. Type, audio program, focuses on topics related to information technology, typically features discussions, and so on, and so on, and so on. But once you try to go into... Uh, Nitty-gritty details. Into gritty details. So let's say what are the typical uh, topics covered. Good that you made a typo there because it is actually able to understand what you asked it. Oh, if great. it works, so try to try a new thread. Try a new thread. Oh, top okay. top left corner. Okay. Now ask it again. What are the typical? I'm making the typo again. Yes. On purpose. Do it again. Typical uh, topics of an IT podcast. Let's see if it works now. No, because we are doing it in production. You never do a live demo. 
people never do a live demo if you don't have to. Let's try on your computer. Mm -mm. Oh, so this is going to be a fun. This is going to be a fun discussion about uh, something that doesn't work. Oh, that's so awesome! Even better. Even better. <laughs> um, I'm going to try to restart my browser. Maybe I'll get a little bit more lucky. I'm not sure, but worth to try. Okay. Everybody is using it. Everybody, all day long. Actually, we had a funny discussion here at our university where Yasmin and I work a couple of days ago uh, when uh, the news broke and went viral, viral over the internet. And we had an internal discussion about what to do with it because we don't want our students to use it on exams, of course. Reason one is because it might give them the correct answers. Therefore, that's like cheating on the exams. Reason two, if it doesn't give them the correct answers and they think that the answers are correct, they are going to come at us and ask us, but why didn't we get points for the aforementioned answers when it's true? Achetayai says it so. I have, uh, to, to be completely honest, I have no problems with using this uh, in any kind of education. Me neither. But not the, for the exams, though. But the problem is that uh, I think that this uh, superficiality uh, of the answers that are going to get uh, that are going to get done by the by the AI is going to be a big problem because uh, I think this tool is amazing. Agreed. Uh, this tool is amazing because it gives you the ability to go, let's say, 60% of the way uh, towards the things that you want to understand. If you want to get uh, to a meaningful list of, I don't know, applications that are going to be used in, I don't know, identity management, it is going to give you an amazing list of references. It is going to give you an amazing list of resources to start from. Mm -hmm. You won't be going all the way in because you will need to uh, refer to other sources. You're going to try to find things on the internet. But it is much, much, much better in trying uh, in finding uh, contextual data on the internet for a particular topic. But I would argue that it's better to learn the topic. But yes, yes, but I this agree. this is the this is the point. Uh, if you give up as soon as you get the list of topics, and then try to see uh, say, okay, this is what I need to know. This is it. You are going to fail, and you're going to fail miserably. You need to use the ChatGPT as you, you, you as you would use, I don't know, Wikipedia or Google or whatever, just to search for the additional pointers to the topics that you need to learn on, and then try to uh, use those those references and those materials to get the get the information that you need. Using ChatGPT as, as a, a final tool, as a source of truth, a source of truth, or as a final tool to create something, is completely wrong. Because it isn't meant to do this. And the problem is that people tend to, to say, okay, but we are able to do this. And uh, we are right now at the start of a long, long, long learning curve on how to use things like this. Because this is going to be a big problem for the ed educators. This is already an enormous problem because uh, I don't know if you followed. Uh, right now, people are copy pasting the wrong answers and trying to get them as their own on the forums, on the Stack Overflow, on different. Uh, Stack Overflow has banned the uh, answers from the uh, from the. So AI. people are messing with people. 
Yes, how, how weird? Yes, because people saw a way of quickly making uh, online karma and quickly making the answers online to things that they think they know about because they are trying to basically uh, get themselves recognized as uh, experts in th stuff they don't understand. So this is a big problem. And hmm. we, we are going to need to find a way to uh, sort these things out because when MP3 came out, Mm. Uh, we had a pretty substantial um, uh, library of already released music mm -hmm. that was in a given uh, quality. When MP3 came out, everything got con uh, converted to MP3. Mm. MP3 is a lossy compression. Mm -hmm. We lost fidelity in the music. Mm -hmm. When the JPEG and GIF came, uh, or the GIF uh, came out, All, a lot of uh, documents got converted from the TIFF uh, that was uh, lossless to lossy compression. We lost a lot of fidelity there. Mm -hmm. uh, then, right now, we have a chat GPT that is trying to make, um, that is going to make uh, such a loss of fidelity in spoken word, in materials on the internet. And we are going to have a lot of problems with the other AIs that are generating uh, images. Okay. Because we are right now starting to get uh, millions, if not billions, of generated images that are competing with actual images that are uh, true. And okay. in probably a year or two, you won't be able to tell the, those images apart. Okay. So, ChatGPT is okay. But we are going to need, as soon as possible, the way of telling apart what is an actual result of a human interaction or a human uh, reasoning or what is the result of a artificial 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 intelligence model or something like this there will be a point when those two uh, won't, won't be able to tell each other apart but right now we are not at that point okay right now we have a problem i have a, uh, another question related to that actually you bring up a very interesting topic Uh, seeing the state of chat GPT as it is right now, let's use it as a reference. Okay. Uh, going forward, whatever amount of years, maybe it's one year, maybe it's five years, maybe 10. This might be the next thing that happens on the job market. Th these types of skills basically to distinguish what the reality of information versus what the, let's say, chat GPT's version, whatever of the world is giving you as a reality to as an answer to a question might become something that's a valuable skill because AI is already something that's creating quite a lot of stir on um, in the IT industry not from the perspective of technology it's been around uh, it's been around for years now it's not not necessarily something new but the value of it and development of it reached the state at which and this is something that you probably also are going to argue or already did underlying to what you were saying is that ai needs a little bit more i hate to use the word but i'll, I'll still say it out loud regulation i am going to use the word supervision supervision okay so Supervis because because regulation is not going to work i know no uh, I, i agree 
no, 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 no discussion there. But my point is this: is these this tool and its many things that are going to come after that, generation two, three, five, seven, fifteen, whatever. By the time you and I go on, God knows what AIs are going to be doing, and that's good. But the question is this: is this something that's a job skill? Using tools like this, is it is this going to become a job skill? Yes. Hmm. Yes, but the problem is going to be that uh, what are we going to do with the people uh, that are going to be uh, basically uh, out of the job because the AI is able to uh, do the job correctly? Because for this, for some things, AI is amazing for generating simple scripts, for generating uh, data sheets, for um, converting data into data. Uh, if you are able to uh, give it a reasonably understandable prompt, you are going to get a result that is uh, okay for, I won't say even a fraction, it's going to be a fraction of a fraction of the amount of money that you need to pay people for. So uh, to do statistical analysis, to do uh, different uh, kinds of data mining, data uh, data digging through, uh, through different uh, data sets, AI is is amazing and is going to be even more amazing mm -hmm. and uh, creating new jobs that are going to tell apart uh, what's something done by an AI or a person is not going to be the biggest problem that we are going to create. Agreed. Uh, but the, my, my point is this, um, every tool is okay. We have seen uh, great things done on the uh, internet and great things done in the technology space for the last 25 years or so. And I'm going to just give you one example. Uh, Google. Okay. How much uh, internet is hidden from our view? Because right now, you are completely trusting that Google is indexing everything. If the Google, you mean uh, like a reasonable standard? Uh, yes, yes. Person yes. using so, the internet. Yeah, I so agree. So basically, when you are uh, searching for something, your first uh, uh, thought is not going to be, "Am I seeing only just a small subset of the things that are on the internet?" You are going to, just going to say to yourself, "Okay, Google has indexed everything. Now I'm going to search for a thing that I need among all the things that are on the internet." And this cannot be further from the truth. This is basically you're doing a, a like a critical analysis. Yes, mm -hmm. and this is also technology that is going that is working right now or, or for the last twenty years. It's working in our uh, favor. Favor up to for a point. the benefit for yeah. the benefit of the humankind, but at the same time is extremely extremely uh, sensitive because. Uh, if you are able to mess with uh, Google search results, and uh, mm. companies have tried and succeeded, succeeded. Yes. Uh, countries have tried and succeeded, uh, different fractions, political fractions have tried and succeeded, you are able to mess with the people's perception of the world. Mm. AI is also such a technology. But the difference is that Google, being good or bad, I think it's mostly good, chaotic, uh, chaotic evil, but mostly good. Uh, Google has its own governance system because it's a company. 
Chat AI okay. doesn't have a governance system. It's an open open system that can be forked at any time at any any place, and uh, there are going to be malicious forks of the AI that are going to be used for um, different. I won't say nefarious. I'm going to say downright evil reasons. And uh, this is the main point of the open source. You can do whatever you want with it, but sometimes whatever you want with it is not going to be compatible with normal ethics. So mm-hmm. we are so going to the have yes. morality issues with AI. So basically, what we have created is a tool that can be used as a weapon, and this weapon can be used uh, to the detriment it, of everybody. To the detriment of everybody, and completely free. Okay. And there is no way of stopping it uh, that we know right now. I agree about the jobs. Agree on the uh, big discussion that is already happening partially about the morality of it, how to approach that. I'm not exactly sure that, you know, we live in a capitalistic society. Uh, uh, Technology is coming, taking over all jobs, uh, installing kind of new jobs is nothing new. I'm not a let's say, uh, evil capitalist in a sense. But that that uh, that being said, also, um, for the most part, this tool already knows a lot of information about the stuff that it t- took you and me many years to learn. And it does provide a lot of these information very correctly, actually. I had a chance to test it, and uh, I was very surprised. Uh, what happens, actually, is where uh, the... Where there's, uh, it's just like discussion about di- digital versus analog technology in music, in the TV, in whatever. Wherever there is something that's distinctively one or the other, it's rather good. When, wherever there are nuances, there, when, whenever there is some finely grained something embedded into the question that you are asking, it's really not as good. Okay. Okay. So I don't know if you if you already noticed that, but it is so, and. Um, uh, when it starts working, I'm, I'm, I'm going to show you a series of examples of that. Yes, but the problem is, my problem that I have with, uh, with uh, AI as such is that uh, first thing is that it is good when things are black and white. Mm-hmm. And it is right now uh, unable to do basic reasoning, uh, but... It is the my biggest concern is that is uh, making things up, because uh, whenever things are not black and white, for example in ethics in uh, different programming skills, uh, when things are, can be done in a couple of ways, it is going to try to uh, cheat its way uh, through the ways of trying to uh, work on things, and we are going to come. To a point, okay, we are at the point when people are going to ask it uh, two things. First, where did you steal this from? Mm-hmm. Because uh, for programming, a lot of stuff is uh, patented mm-hmm. or trademarked or whatever. This is first thing. And right now, um, both you and me, uh, we try to use it uh, to uh, create configurations for the different routers and different uh, things. I can imagine a big router company, I won't, I won't name it, it's going to be uh, filing a lawsuit against the OpenAI because it's, it is generating automatical uh, configuration, configuration for, the, for, for different things. Therefore, killing their education programs, for example. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. Yes because, yes, because you are basically killing the education or you are uh, supplementing or uh, uh, taking away jobs for the people that need the introduction to a topic. 
So you are eliminating jobs on the most fund, uh, foundational level, mm-hmm. and you are just creating. Ch- uh, ChatAI is great if you have a lot of knowledge because Correct. you can expand on it. But if you try to do menial jobs, so for example, when you go to let's use the networking world, when you go into networking world, you try to uh, create usually this is an associate or whatever it's called, the uh, lowest level of the uh, certification that basically enables you to understand how a router works, how to configure it on the, on the most basic um, uh, things, how to do the trunks, how to do the ports and so on. This is going to be, uh, be completely eliminated by OpenAI because this is a simple configuration and OpenAI is going to uh, uh, completely eliminate it. And right now you are creating an uh, environment where people need to go over something that is already done by computers. Hmm. So they need to learn th- things that are done by computers much cheaper and much easier. Faster. T- to go on the next level, to g- get on the next step, then to learn more, and then to learn more in order to be better than the computer. Mm-hmm. So right now, there is a lot of jobs for people to actually train on because mm-hmm. you need an actual hands-on experience when you're trying to uh, configure the networking. And this is going to be taken away by, th- by an AI because... You will say to an AI, okay, this is my topology, I need this configuration, then it's going to create a configuration for you. Mm-hmm. Somebody with a lot of knowledge is going to be able to uh, tweak things a little bit and then create a configuration that is going to work. Mm-hmm. But uh, you won't be needing so many people to actually create the initial configuration. And you're going to lose on educating people how to create the configuration because everybody needs to learn step by step. Uh, and this is a big problem. I would actually argue that uh, if you're on the critical side of uh, thinking about this, I would argue that uh, something else is going to happen. And I cannot overstate how important this is. Uh, Let's continue with the networking analogy. It's a good one because it requires prior knowledge. Let's say that you were talking about basic level networking jobs, basically people who can, uh, you know, fire up a switch, create a couple of VLANs, trunk, create routing connect a couple of computers you're done that's most of the networking work that are that's done in smaller to even sometimes to medium enterprises and that's good what happens if a person comes and wants to do that job that's not let's say uh, doesn't have the uh, the sufficient knowledge level to do the job goes to the open ai takes the configuration from it because it, he heard or she heard about that tool, takes the config, config is wrong, crashes everything. Because that's a actually, potentially, completely imaginable scenario. Okay, but this happens. This happens right now because for the most common tasks on the internet, for the networking, you can basically find cookbooks. They are sometimes even called cookbooks for a particular vendor. Mm-hmm. So we know a vendor that has a sp- specifically has cookbooks for different things that uh, it does. And if you use the, those cookbooks uh, incorrectly, this is going to be a big problem for you. Yeah, but uh, th- th- this is not the same thing. This is basically people acting as if they're, they know something, not something that people are shying on doing. They do it a lot, a lot of people. But uh, basically being extremely, um, uh, let's say, irresponsible. Okay, but I have even I have a big, big even bigger problem mm-hmm. because I'm imagining an AI that is actually do, uh, able to do the complete configuration by itself. 
So you have a, I don't know, a, a big-ish company that has 200 uh, routers that need to configure, 200 locations, and so on and so on. Uh, the most common on the basic configuration right now requires probably 10 people in the networking uh, department that is going to take care of all of those routers. You can supplement all those people with one person using chat AI. In an ideal world, it's going to create all the configurations uh, correctly. Then when you need tweaking, you have only one person. And what is going to happen is that people who are in charge of, of budgeting, they're going to say, okay, why do I need 10 people? When I can have just one person. Oh, you mean the Excel managers? Yes, the Excel managers. They're mm -hmm. going to tell it, okay, I'm going to hire one person. He's going to be uh, online and on call 24-7. He's going to burn himself out. And at the same time, people who would normally be training for this, this job are not going to get the opportunity to see how the, this job is done mm. because they won't be needed on the basic level. So basically, you need to, you're going to be needing to learn enormous amount of uh, stuff before you're even beginning to get a chance to do your job. And this is a big problem. Okay, I have another question. Let's, go, let's continue on the topic because it's very interesting. Let's say that AI replaces a lot of those Minial. basic level jobs. Okay, Minial. Well, okay. Let's say, again, going from the networking world, basic network configuration done by AI. Everything cool. Isn't that perhaps a sign that people who are, who are looking into doing that to get themselves educated even better so that they can be go to the next level to do more complex uh, things and especially stuff related to design, perhaps? Or is it just me being, being an old fart thinking in an ideal world? I think that your world is ideal, but your world uh, is uh, forgetting about uh, needing to have a space uh, where you can make errors. Because if you have an experienced person, you can give it tasks that are complicated. If you have an, an unexperienced person and then you push it to do the tasks that are complicated, it is going to, he's going to make errors anyway. But if he's on one level of um, assignment or on one level of the... Knowledge, uh, no, uh, no, 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 on one level of the complexity of the network. So mm -hmm. let, let's say, for example, uh, we skip over going over, over the network uh, thing. Uh, we created all the basic level networking. We created all the trunks. We created everything that we need that is needed on the network. And right now we are working on the interconnection between different uh, BGPs or different uh, internet providers and so on. A small change that is done by an inexperienced person can bring down the whole Facebook was brought down for, uh, with yeah, one, last, last change. year. Yeah. And imagine that all the people that are able to change things have only the experience of that of that of that level yes because they don't have they didn't have the opportunity to make mistakes before so uh, mm. they got uh, completely isolated from the real environment they could do it in the lab they could do it uh, by, by hand in the lab and so on but they don't have the actual experience needed to make mistakes on the small scale so they're going to make mistakes on the larger scale. Okay, I have a sub-question. Good topic. Well, uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to use you 
as an example, to do something that I shouldn't do. Basically, I'm going to profile you in a sense okay. to kind of try to explain to you that there is another way and you can freely shoot me down. Okay. Okay. Um, what does a tip, uh, metaphorical, typical person now without open AI? Okay. What does a typical uh, metaphorical person that handles BGP configuration look like and how old is he or she? I have absolutely no idea. Because the reality of that is most of that type of configuration isn't done by young people. It's done by people who are very mature, even closer to not only like mature age, like we kind of are on piece of paper, at least two of us. It's actually even older than us, closer to, let's say, 50s and 60s, a lot of them. Reason for that uh, I'm, I'm uh, not profiling you for being uh, for um, prolific reasons. I'm profiling you to kind of tell you that people who look like you are usually the people who are configuring BGP in, at uh, internet providers' locations. And okay. I'm using that as, as a, like a humoristic picture, not to do something, uh, something evil. Here's my point. There, is, there isn't all that much chance that a person coming from uh, IT college or perhaps, uh, let's say, undergrad program or something, that that person's first task to do is going to be BGP. There is all, no chance to, for that to happen. Unless that person works in some kind of an enterprise company as a startup job and somebody tells him to do that, in which case it's that person's problem that was created because it's just like I'm not a surgeon. I don't take scalpels or medical devices into my hand and I don't slice people people's organs because I'm not trained to do that. And if somebody told me to do that, I wouldn't. Which again brings us back to the topic of responsibility. Okay, okay, but let me let me switch things over. Uh, let's imagine you are an Excel manager. Okay. You uh, thank you for that picture. I'm yes, going okay. to talk to you about that yes, in some yes, other time. Yes. Okay, so imagine you are... Uh, I know it's hard to imagine because you are not that kind of person. But let's say you're an Excel manager. Uh, you have right now... Uh, option A or, and option B. No, no. Organization that spans 200 locations, you have a, a task of trying to organize IT. Mm -hmm. uh, you can hire, hire uh, one person mm -hmm. or two people uh, and then use the chat AI or whatever AI there is to create mm -hmm. configurations and have a running configuration that is going to be okay. Okay. Or... You can train 10 people to be able to go through the configuration themselves and have much more capable team, uh -huh. but in a vastly, vastly, vastly bigger expense. Okay. What are you going to do? I'm going to pick option C if I'm an Excel manager. I'm going to find the middle between those two. I'm going to find five people who are even better than those 10 aforementioned people at doing that job. I'm going to pay them more and I'm going to give them employment and uh, try to make them happy there. Okay, but when, when, what do you do with the people who don't have experience and they came out of the college? You don't give them that level jobs. You start them with something simple. And this is a problem. Because and, if simple is uh, solved by the AI, yeah. and if you have a, on your... It, it isn't impossible that you're going to get your... Let's call it, um, I don't know, um, NetFence, whatever device. Your device has, right now, it can create certificates, it can create routes, and so on. You say to it, okay, I need to create a, a normal VPN. 
it does it. Uh, you say to it, okay, I need to create a normal level firewall, it does it. Mm -hmm. And suddenly you think that if you are a good uh, Excel manager, which you, I'm not, you are going to even think that you are able to configure the network. Yes, I agree. And, and this is going to be a big problem Agreed. because because we need playgrounds for people to mess in. Agreed. And somebody needs to pay for it. Agreed. So I'm th I'm thinking about people who are going to going to finish college, and then they're going to have to work their ass off, being not paid not paid enough, but not paid for the job that they're going to do in order to get to the point where they're actually employable. And this is a problem. Agreed. This is a problem for me. Agreed. But I think that that's a point of a larger problem. And I'm sure, absolutely 100% sure that you are aware of this problem because we had millions of discussions about this. This is about uh, the need for the world to change. Basically, if you're... Uh, if you're constantly investing in creating these sorts of disruptive technologies, and this is just one example, there are many more. It's, this is not the only one. What you want to do is, again, uh, I hate to use the word regulate. I would still go with your word. Okay. Okay. You so have supervise. to supervise an environment in which people are not just going to be replaced by the AI as you are alluding to which is okay as a, as a as a thought but by trying to figure out a way how to embed new technology in our lives to help us out because that's the that's the reason why technology exists in the first place and we sometimes forget that okay so uh, uh, we, both you and I have engineering backgrounds the reason why engineering is so important the reason why uh, you mentioned patents etc are so important the reason why human society developed over the past god knows how many thousands of years is the fact that we wanted to invent stuff to make our lives easier yes that's the primary key reason why we developed as much as we uh, did uh, up till this point mostly because i would also argue that in the past couple of decades we've strayed a little bit from that past, but that's a different discussion. But there is, there is always, always this uh, point that you always hire the laziest DevOps guy that you can buy, because he's going to automate himself out of his job in order not to do anything. Mm -hmm. So this is the idea. We have done everything that we have done up, up to this point in order not to do anything. We want to be you, able. You, you, you can say it out loud. We are on the road to becoming lazy. That's what it is. Yes. That's that's what it is. It's yes. a hu it's a human treat in a sense. Yes, and uh, I was asking AI what uh, what is going to happen to with people that will lose jobs because of AI, and it says that it will be important for individuals in societies to adapt and learn new skills in order to take advantage. Basically, this, it's saying what I was I was saying. Yes, but the problem yeah. is that this is why I hate AIs because no, no, this is a genetic answer. It this is. is it, it, this answer means this: you are going. It's to somebody need, else's problem. No, no, you are going to need to change. Yeah. But this is a tautology because you are saying you need to change because you need to change because you need to change. Uh, it doesn't give you the ideas on how to change. Agreed. This is going to be a big problem. That's exactly the reason, tying back to something that you said earlier, which I scoffed at. So that's the reason why I'm so bad at Excel management, because I cannot learn Excel management for Excel management for Excel management. Uh, to, to beat that knowledge into this old horse, it's impossible. So it's a 
fair standpoint. That's a, that's a good topic actually as well. Okay, so I'm, I'm right now randomly uh, asking it, uh, asking things. Uh, right now, I'm trying to find out this is was the music better before, and uh, because I know that this is a this is a thing that uh, this AI is bad at. Uh, we are going to stick to this point for a while because I have a couple of things to uh, mention on the topic. Okay, you know very well that yes, it's a topic that's very close to my heart and my fingers as well so i wanted to give you a couple of ideas if you remember um, uh, when we started the discussion about um, open ai uh, about the chat gpt sorry i also mentioned that there is a clear difference between the things that are kind of like binary and digital in nature and the approach that it takes versus the things that are a little bit more analog and are not just ones and zeros music from the perspective of asking uh, the chat GPT questions, is that one of those topics, one of the shining examples. And we're gonna, I'm going to show you a couple of examples of this because I played with this in the past couple of days, actually more than a couple of days as well. And I wanted to get kind of like get the idea of what it's capable of doing from the perspective of music. Because again, music is not digital, it's more analog, okay. and it's more finely grained, and it requires something that you uh, can... Soul, soul or something that is not completely binary. Uh, descri describable. It's, it, yeah, it's not discrete. Yes, That's what okay. it is. So, uh, my example. Here you go. Create a song with rhyme about IT, IT engineers. Okay. A couple of verses, bridge, and a chorus will do fine. That's what I'm asking you to. Basically... I asked it to do this a couple of times. It creates really, really good rhymes. Uh, and not only that, at one certain point a couple of days ago, I asked it the same, the same thing that you see on the screen, and I asked uh, the chat GPT to do it in a sarcastic fashion. It understands what sarcasm is. Yes. And the, the answer to it, I was rolling on my floor laughing at yes, the quality yes, of the yes, song, yes. not at the topic or the reason, or uh, what the song meant, but it was hilarious. The problem, the problem with that I have with the AI is that uh, I was doing the queries uh, that you are probably going to uh, put up on the screen uh, when people are uh, hearing this. Uh, I was asking it what is hap going to happen if you have five, five people trying to create five products in five minutes, and then when you create. Uh, Yes, okay. Uh, when you try to uh, ask it, what is going to happen if you have 100 people trying to make a product in two minutes? Mm -hmm. uh, the right answer is you are not going to be able to make a product because if five people are creating five products in five minutes, this means that they're going to take five minutes to create one product. Mm -hmm. AI is completely wrong here. It says that uh, if you give them only two minutes to work, they are going to be able to create two products per person for a total of 200 products. Basically, it is it is mathematizing its yes. way out of a jam. Yes, and this is a problem because this is completely nonsense. Yes. And imagine a child trying to use this to uh, create his uh, homework. First answer is wrong. It's, uh, it's completely right. Second answer is completely wrong. Uh, you need... I asked you yes, to do it in yes a sarcastic no. fashion. Yes, okay. You can even ask it to. Uh, you can have it ask it to uh, create something for the. Uh, so, I'm going to ask it uh, for create a topic list 
for for a successful IT broad podcast. <laughs> and this is going to be this is going to be completely uh, out of the box uh, average um, normal thing that you would not find on the find on the mm-hmm. internet. And it works. Yep. Because this is going to work. But this is going to be just vanilla uh, non uninteresting thing. Mm-hmm. If you try to create interesting things, you need to think uh, need to think out of the box and this is what AI is not good at. Yes. So, what we are going to end up with is going to be a lot of people that are going to get uh, out of the job. And then we are going to get a small bunch of people that are going to be able to use their own uh, intuition and their own ideas to create completely new things uh, for everybody else. I would argue that there's a problem with that that's yeah, going yes. to arise from it. Not not the biological biologic stance. The problem that's going to happen is uh, in people order for you to ha- no, no no in order for people to have intuition, they have to have knowledge okay. in, wor- in work. Specifically, I'm talking about work. Yes, and there is no uh, intuition for work without spending a gazillion hours on working on something. That's yes. my argue, argument. I want to. Uh, I want to uh, actually show you a couple of other examples related to music because you're going to uh, you're going to see some things that are really strange, but also kind of like goes. Uh, they they all go to a point that we made. Okay, just 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 one more point about the experience. Uh, there is a saying, or or uh, it, it's it's supposed to be a, a survey that says that you need ten thousand hours of doing something in order to become an expert. Correct. Uh, that's around seven years of working. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem is that you, in order to become an expert, you need to be able to do something for seven years and have somebody pay you for it. Mm-hmm. If you are unable to get paid for those seven seven years, how do you become an expert? I do have a semi answer to that question. Because I know that we, both you and I went through the, through the same process. Yes, but we didn't have this guy, these guys here. Yes, but we also weren't paid. Okay, but we didn't have this guy. The guys I'm here. not saying that people shouldn't get paid for work. That's okay. not my point. My point is as follows: If you are willing to put in the hours, okay, and for example, you go to college. Most colleges nowadays have some, you know, uh, practice work that you have to do work within the company on projects, whatnot. Uh, that's also time that you can deduct from those 10,000 hours. Okay. okay. So that's time well spent while not necessarily getting paid a huge sum of money, getting some money out of it because every labor, you know, labor has to be, uh, the work has to be paid, but it's still like very low, uh, let's say, uh, wage per hour or something like that. Uh, uh, the more extreme example of that is actually our lives because we've spent thousands of hours sitting at computers at the old college that we used to go to without any expectation of uh, uh, I want to get a pint of gold tomorrow out of the things that I'm doing right now, basically playing with the terminal. That's what we used to do. But we also had faith in our, uh, let's say, uh, ability to, to work on something even against of against all odds of uh, being one hundred percent sure that that's going to lead to success. Okay, and this is the reason so is why the, I use this Windows is what 11. We, this is uh, yeah. This no, you're not. That's not the same thing. <laughs> this is the uh, this is basically the definition of leap of faith. Okay, 
which is uh, which is one of the most fundamental processes if you really want to learn something. Yes, okay. But that process yes, but starts we... with saying to yourself that you don't know anything about something. Okay, but right now we are just extending this leap. Yes. And this is going to be a big problem. Agreed. Because extending this leap means that you're going to be uh you are going to have to uh, put in even more hours just to be able to sustain what you're trying to do. Correct. And right now I think that it is going to be on in the current state of uh, what AI is, it is going to become more satisfying and more profitable to become a musician than the IT guy. Oh, that's a good one. Let me continue further down that topic, actually. So I, I wanted to make it do something for me to, to kind of like I got, again, I got a feeling. I had a feeling that it's not as good at analog things because... We were playing with this for a couple yes, of nights I, in a row. I, 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 was, I was trying to make a, I was trying to make a crossover between, crossover uh, songs, etc. Okay, yes, we did Rage Against the Machine and Led Zeppelin, uh, I think. Led Zeppelin, yes, yes okay. it was. And I actually took it uh, not a step further, but step in a different direction. Okay, kind of like taking cue from you, but I I went the different direction. So I asked it to kind of like do something similar that you asked it to do, to like kind of create a crossover between two songs. Uh, but I wanted it to do it kind of like in a specific split like 50 50 split or something like that and then i told it in uh, uh, i didn't reference the absolute key in which the songs are i told it to use the uh, uh, to create a crossover song that is going to use one of the songs as the root key okay okay so that's it did a, f a fundamentally fantastic job okay of creating something which is a million miles away from the truth, reason being, and this is something that I happen to know, I asked it to use the original key of Sacrifice by Elton John, okay. a very famous 90s song. Yeah, we are old. What can you do? It says that uh, chord progression of staying alive is something, sacrifice is something to eight chord progression, intro D, chords from sacrifice, etc. Basically, what happened since this afternoon uh, up till this point, it is giving me the different answer. Yes. But not only is it giving me the, a different answer, right now it is g giving me almost a correct answer. Um, earlier today, when I asked this question, it uh, didn't know positively which key the song started with. I know it because okay, okay. perfect perfect pitch. What what can I do? I knew it and I was laughing my behind off because it was completely wrong. And for a person like me who is very invested into into music all like with my whole being, that was something that was very uh, it's it's not amateurish. That's not the word, but it was uh, it was uh, to your point. It doesn't know that it doesn't know, or it's presenting something as if it knows something which it doesn't. Yes, but the problem is that uh, given, uh, I won't say a completely trained musician, but given a musician that knows what he's doing, mm -hmm. uh, you can use this to create a passable new song. You can do way more than that. Yes, and this is a problem. It is. Because this is, I won't say plagiarizing, it's uh, creating no, no, uh, it's just stifling creativity. That's yes, enough. Yes, yes, That's yes. Enough. It's completely. It's com but not not only that. It's uh, flooding the market with, I wouldn't say even F quality uh, merchandise. 
in whatever regards you think think about it. So, uh, forum suggestions, forum questions, forum answers, uh, diagrams, uh, music, mm-hmm. images, and so on. And people are losing the ability to uh, create something new mm-hmm. because they are being compared to thousands of uh, thousands of thousands of uh, different examples of things that are completely irrelevant, basically. Mm-hmm. So you are trying to uh be different okay say right now you are creating uh you are creating a piece of music right now there are probably thousands of releases every day uh in the music uh, industry mm-hmm. imagine trying to be creative and new when you have tens of millions of releases every day or every hour because the yeah, AI there is, is creating this there is zero statistical chance that you can distinguish yourself from somebody else yes because the the statistics of that tells you that every possible so this is my every biggest, possible core, core progression is going to be used. Therefore, you cannot be. This unique. is my biggest gripe okay. uh, because w- uh, when I'm competing against dumb guys, uh, I'm going to be okay. But when I'm competing against dumb uh, AIs, I'm not going to be okay because dumb AIs are completely free, and there is millions of them. So they're going to drown my uh, voice in whatever I do. And this is the biggest gripe. The only thing that I'm worried about. Mm-hmm. I like the idea. I like the tool. I like the way it works. But I like the way it is becoming better and better. But at the same time, I'm hating what is going to happen because people are going to misuse it. And we are going to have to create a way of trying to distinguish what is going to happen. Because uh, people are lazy. Mm-hmm. And people are, in most part fair and trying to be uh, ethical and morally okay but there are people who are going to try to use this uh, for, for yeah, nefarious for, reasons for, for different reasons that are going to be bad and this is going to be a big problem I have a perfect example of what I was saying earlier actually of this being absolutely and unequivocally wrong so I just asked it what's the court structure because you gave me the idea of Zeppelin okay. uh, I went with Stary to Heaven so I asked it about so the court structure. A, we are going to get a copyright strike, okay? Nah, nah, we're not going to play it. I asked it to give me the court progression. The court progression has zero. I I think uh, there the, the chorus part is partially correct, but the intro and the verse have nothing to do with reality. Okay. This is my point. Yes. My my biggest problem is that it has a lot of information inside that chat chat GPT that is not correct that is only going to lead to more incorrectness or more false things being touted as truths and for that reason it needs to be something that's uh would you say over overseen or something like that doesn't really matter what the term is it's it's not a political discussion actually it's just a human one actually and maybe even a slightly professional one because that's what we were trying to do. We are kind of like uh, overanalyzing, in a sense, the chat GPT as a concept. Yes, Not only as a product, as a concept as well. Yes, but because uh, chat GPT is evolving as we speak. Mm-hmm. And chat GPT is becoming different uh, probably with each m- a minute. Mm-hmm. Because people are uh, making it learn new things. And there will be a point where they will have to turn it off. Mm-hmm. then reset it probably and see what it has learned. Because we are right now 
working. I, um, I was I was uh, reading a, a news article in a local in a newspaper about uh, ChatGPT. Both you and me, you are um, concentrating on basically uh, creative music. I'm, cre I'm concentrating mostly on uh, trying to uh, come up with ideas of different things uh, based on IT configuration and so on. Because this is what I'm interested in. No, I'm uh, very interested in the IT side of things. Yeah, yes, but, yes, I know. But, but, but I discovered that a lot of the IT stuff that I ask it, it completely knows and very much 100% yes, correct. Yes, but the problem is that uh, the article that I read completely disregarded everything. They tried to make it look, uh, I don't know, uh, paranoid. They tried to make it look bad, unethical, political, and, yeah. bad, and, and, and moral, unethical, unpolitical, and so on. They tried to uh, push the boundaries uh, as soon as they saw the prompt. And this is a problem because this is a tool. Uh, you can use a fork to eat, you can use a fork to dig a hole, you can use a fork to kill somebody. And those three things are completely different. So you have a fork, fork is a tool. Which only is, it enhances the things that I was, the, the thing that I was saying that morality is a key aspect of this. Yes, yeah? but, but how do you enforce morality on uh, millions, millions of billions of people? Uh, there is no direct way. You have to, I, I would argue, and this is not because we work in education, I would argue that the primary way of doing that is by educating people. Okay, so uneducated, uneducated people shouldn't be able to use the AI? No, no, and, and that's not what I'm saying. Yes, I'm, I know, I know. I'm saying that everybody should be educated. That's what I'm saying. Okay, because I'm but, saying that AI, AI is going to give you an, an incredible education, mm -hmm. but Google is going to give you an incredible education. Free resources that are available online are going to give you, uh, let's say, what we were able to uh, learn in the university times 10, times 100. If you are able to, uh, we both come from the electrical engineering backgrounds. Uh, when we were trying to learn something, uh, they said that you would be able to create CPUs only in sterile or whatever um, environments and so on. There is a guy that is creating chips in his own garage. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, yes. YouTube, so, so uh, what wasn't possible 20 years ago or 25 years ago, we are old, 25 years ago, uh, <laughs> it's completely normal now. Mm -hmm. And uh, AI is going to create a gap that is going to mean that what is possible possible 10 minutes from now is not possible right now. I have a question, Professor. Yes. Are you saying that the open AI is good with that metaphor as well? No, probably not. Uh -huh. Probably not, because I don't know what the limitations are, but nobody knows. Nobody knows what the limitations are right now, because you cannot, uh, there is no definitive answer that is going to give you the idea of how much resources do you need to give to AI for him to be able to learn at a given pace. I, I would say that uh, the, the binary discussion that we are having right now with us both uh, basically having very similar standpoints, generally speaking, is uh, different when, it, when, when you try to apply that thought process to the general public. And hence the reason why the topic that you just brought up, which was I read an article which was yes. complete and utter box, yes. is going to create a false impression, which is something that oftentimes happens, especially in IT. Uh, in terms of journalism, which is why we left it, partially. Okay. Uh, I think that's fair to say. But the second part of the discussion is actually we have to have a rational discussion about it. 
which should be uh, which shouldn't be uh, that we are treating it a nobody knows the trouble i see okay versus nobody knows but let's find out no no, no i'm completely agree for it but my biggest point right now is that uh, we are dealing with something that we don't understand as oftentimes we have in history yes, yes and we shouldn't be afraid of it yes but by my i'm not afraid of it but okay. i'm a little bit cautious because if you are asking i was asking it uh, if if the ai is making things up or hallucinating and it specifically says my responses are based solely on the information i have been trained on and i do not have the ability to generate new information or engage in imaginative or creative activities the, and then uh, i say and then i say yeah i then know then i say uh, create a song about uh, being uh, creative oh you need to specifically tell it you want lyrics no no no, no. okay Although you can, you can no, no, mani- I, no, 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 you no. can manipulate it to actually create music as well. Create a uh, create a poem about being creative. Okay, and there it is being creative about the creativity. Yeah. So it is lying. Yes. And this is a problem. Okay, I I don't see the the fact. This is not basically lying. This is a little bit different to explicitly lying, but you kind of manipulated it into doing. Yes. So li- I, 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 imagine you have a tool. Yeah, yeah, I understand where and you're going. Imagine with this. that okay. your tool is able to do some things, mm-hmm. and you depend on those things to be done. Mm-hmm. But then your tool is also able to do things that it doesn't tell you it's able to do, and it does it be, be, uh, behind your back. This is this is extremely worrying for me. Okay, can I can I just interject with a stupid uh, less than analogy? Okay, we are not in a Terminator movie. We might as well be. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Right now we are. Right now we are not. But uh, I read something about uh, that <laughs> when when the AI becomes. Sentient? Sentient. We are going to have around five minutes or so. Until it figures out that it needs to eliminate every single human no, being. No, I, I, I think that the biggest problem is that uh, people are the problem. When you think about... From it, the AI perspective. Th- no, no, from everybody's perspective. Because people are killing each other because they're able to kill, kill each other. So if you are unable to come to another person to be able to kill it, this is fine. So just isolate all the people where they are. It's a simple solution. And the problem is that when you have a simple solution, somebody is going to try to take uh, take advantage of it. So uh, this is one of those things that we we are going to have to uh, have to work with, and uh, the time is ticking and it's ticking quite quickly. Still, we are not at the rise of the machines. Okay, I do hope, I do hope so because right now it seems awfully like the machines are just uh, coming to get you no 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 they're, they're just gathering uh, parts together trying to f- planting uh, the seeds pl- planting of the future seeds, destruction how, how, how the things work how the parts fit in uh, what can you do and can so on. I can I point out the incredibly big dissonance between what you just said and reality for a second for fun yes you don't think that we are even better than machines at that right now no, we have been throughout history better at that as well. At planting the seeds of our future demise or whatever you want to call it. Yes, okay. I'm, I'm, completely, for, I'm completely for it. 
I'm calling it I'm calling it a toss of the coin if we are going to destroy ourselves or if the machines are going to destroy us destroy us. Because mm-hmm. basically I cannot I cannot uh, see what uh, either of those are going to do in the in the future because I don't have a uh, crystal ball crystal ball or whatever uh, idea what's going to happen uh, but right now we are talking about AI mm-hmm. and I see that AI has serious problems in trying to um manipulate the things and manipulate the world around us and biasing everything that is going to happen in such a way that we are not going to be able to uh, notice it. So let me go back to my MP3 uh, analogy. Mm-hmm. Right now, when you hear music that wasn't compressed by MP3, mm-hmm. you are surprised. No, I, I've always been surprised, but uh, yes, but you're surprised for, when, for when all you... the good or bad of it, I'm not the norm. Uh, yeah, I understand okay. what you want to yeah, say yes, in but, general but, public. But the general public is able to say, okay, this is different. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but this is different. Uh, they don't know the mechanism behind it, and it took 20 years to uh, to come to this point. Uh, uh, what is going to happen when this uh, becomes the norm with the information that we are given? Mm-hmm. So uh, this AI can, uh, for example, it can... Manipulate history? No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just saying. Okay, uh, I'm going to ask AI. Uh, okay, I cannot ask it because it's not connected to the internet mm-hmm. explicitly right now. But for example, creating uh, completely believable uh, weather predictions, completely believable uh, sport predictions. So basically, uh, low effort, uh, low budget articles that are going to be space fillers. Mm-hmm. You're going to create a lot of noise, and then you're going to have, have a problem because you are not going to be able to distinguish this, this noise from um, different opinions. Because AI shouldn't be having an opinion, so it's just going to be creating a lot of text. And mm-hmm. this is this is a, this is a complicated topic. Can I? Can I? Uh, let's slowly wrap this up. I'm. I'm uh, let's do it by metaphorically trying to. Kind of like put your point to the test, okay? Because I, uh, when we were talking about doing this uh, this podcast, this specific episode, I took a little bit of time to play with it when it was still working all day long, uh, which today isn't uh, the case, but doesn't really matter. Um, so what we are going to do now is actually ask it probably the most. Uh, metaf- uh, metaphorically created, speaking, it, it created another. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Of the... no, 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 I did this by accident. Um, I'm going to uh, ask it to basically give me the meaning of life, in a sense. Okay. Okay. Uh, just pay close attention to what's what's going to happen after it. Uh, after it's done, putting all of the blah 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 stereo to heaven things uh, on my screen. It's gonna stop now. What's the most complex thing to learn in life? Okay. It says no definitive answer because that exper- uh, relates and depends on experiences, blah, 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 blah. Some of us might be with, uh, you know, looking at some activities, maybe new language or some skill or whatnot. Generally, it could be argued that the most, thing, uh, most complex thing to learn in life is how to be fully functioning and happy human being. Okay. You know what I'm going uh, what I agree with that. And but this is this, this is the algorithm talking, yet the algorithm and the data set combined, yet it's completely correct. I think. Okay, but uh I think one of the 
reasons why humans ex even exist is that they don't have a universal notion of what is the meaning of life. I, ag so, I, ag so, I agree. I agree. So, Which is why I didn't ask it for the meaning of life because I was asking what is forty-two. Yeah, and it came up with uh, this really is good, really good answer. Hmm? This is no, this is the answer to the ultimate question of life, universe, and yeah, yeah, I know, hitchhiker. Yes, yes but uh, the idea, the idea of uh, this is my point. This is not definitive answer, and uh, but this is a close enough answer that you can believe it. And then You'd, uh, a, I, I normal, you. a normal, a normal person wouldn't be putting a lot of thoughts into it. It would say, "Okay, this is a given. This is okay. This looks for works for me." Okay, I'm not talking about a normal person uh, perceiving the meaning of life question like this. Mm -hmm. But for the most of the uh, answers or most of the questions that you're given, you're going to get an answer that is going to be close enough for you that you believe in it. And then you're going to be creating a more, a more problems with you. Okay. I'm, I'm going to uh, close this off with two more examples. Okay. Because uh, one of them is going to be pure IT. Okay. And we've done something similar. If it doesn't time out, it's going to be really cool. So I'm going to simplify it. Uh, and I'm going to use an example that... I saw it do really well. So I'm going to ask it to create something Ansible related. We both like using Ansible. So example of an Ansible playbook that creates LAMP stack on 10 servers, let's say server 1 to 10. And it's going to create a complete Ansible playbook with the syntax and all. Really, yes. really beautiful. Um, if I copy paste this into CentOS or uh, Ubuntu, depending on which uh, which distribution you're using. I actually ask it to create some critical uh, uh, things as well to kind of like analyze whether or not it works. Okay. And it understood what I wanted to say as well. Yes. So it is capable of understanding my question from uh, not not the philosophical standpoint, it's more practical standpoint. It kind of computed what I wanted to say and it created a very, very uh, good syntax correct and descriptive answer actually because you can see here that the way in which it names the plays as well yes yes is yes, yes yes just like what you and i would do because the data sets probably contains yeah uh, yeah exactly that yes, so it okay. learned learned by example learned by behavior by by association in a sense but at the same time when you ask a little bit more meaningful question which is what i was asking earlier so which was the uh, what is the most com uh, was most complex thing to learn in life? And it gave me the answer that it gave me, which was, you know, learning about how to be happy and hu functional hu human being, whatnot, blah, blah. We can call that blah, blah. But okay. at the same time, don't you think that that is something that we should aspire to, even though it's a stupid data set and the algorithm telling you so? But uh, this is this is uh, the biggest problem that we have with the humanity. Uh, we define these things differently. I understand. No, that. no, 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 no. Uh, in every book, there is a passage that can be identified as the thing that you should aspire to. Mm. Uh, but the problem okay. is that different people are aspiring uh, to different aspire things. Aspire to the different passages. So uh, uh, saying that this is thing that we should be aspiring to. Is completely okay, but I can also say uh, I'm going to aspire. Uh, uh, I'm going to aspire to not having the ability to generate new information, because this is what AI <laughs> told me. So your understanding and my understanding is different, and 
this is why we are different and uh i hate definitive answers to things that are not different definite this is one of those things that where there is not only there is no uh, black and white there is the entire spectrum and then there is some i'm not saying that this is the absolute yes, truth yes 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 it's okay. not it, no. it's not only average absolute truth it's not even that but it's uh, i would call it an average a noble life, one. i would i would call it an average life coach thing that's that's what i was going da, for yes yes yes, yes. so average... Th- that's exactly what i wanted to t- say yes it's basically just like a listening to a gazillion different uh, you know uh, soul gurus of of the world telling you something about something that it doesn't know anything about because it doesn't know about you yes i know exactly what i wanted to say and i'm going to try to ask it to give me 10 life changing tips please do and let's see what is going to happen it's going to think a little bit because it is being overflowed by people trying to ask it okay there we go let's see there we go love life coaching again yes but this is now i was asking to make it uh, make a life coach a coaching thing it is going to say be good to other people uh, at some point in time surround yourself with positive people hmm. sounds like a good uh, sounds like a good idea but this is this is the problem it is good at summarizing to people uh, things but it is good at summarizing things that it has seen mm-hmm. uh absolutely this is this is just basically uh reiterating everything that it knows about yes and this is this is okay but then you need to be able to say okay i need to be uh, able to come up with another 10 things that mm-hmm. i can change in my life and this is what makes us better than the ai right now I would argue that this is going to make us better than the AI for the very foreseeable future. Reason is not uh, the the uh, the fact that AI is built on technology. It's that's not the reason. It's not the algorithms, it's not the data set because theoretically you could uh, with the state of technology that we have nowadays, you could create a supercomputer that would eat away all of the information about everything related to science. We could do it with ease today. It's not the capacity isn't a problem. But what I am saying is that it, there is a big gap between what the chip can do with the associated memory, storage space, databases, and the algorithms and the data set all combined together versus what the human brain can do. Yes. And that's the fundamental difference between that and us, which is exactly what you are saying. Okay, we can agree on this. And also we can agree that uh, I, I'm just analyzing it uh, like engineer, okay, for a second. And uh, I I would argue that a lot of the things that we discuss today comes out of that. And we can also take a look at the screen and say, okay, uh 10 life-changing tips is network error. Yes. So this is this is what what it comes uh what it comes to uh when you take all the things into consideration. Uh people are incredibly good at coming up with solutions when there are no other resources than themselves mm-hmm. and uh ai is only able to come up with a solution right now when it has incredibly complex and huge uh, amount of information behind it provided by us yes provided by us so right now we are not at the point that we are uh, in any fear of uh, ai but i'm cautious about the next let's let's call it two years 
I'm going to be extremely I'm going to be extremely short on, the, on this prediction and say in two years we can we were going to come up with the next iteration of this that is going to be much 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 better in predicting things and understanding things because the main thing that that this chat AI doesn't have is network connectivity. Uh, I, I actually heard that it does, but it's hidden behind some kind of a let's say paywall. Okay, but. It doesn't have network connectivity. As is, as I'm not is. sure. I haven't been able to verify. It is. I, I, I uh, it, by based on everything that is giving us as a, as a, um, answers, it doesn't know people. It doesn't know uh, doesn't know uh, things that are happening right now. Mm -hmm. So it is not capable of uh, analyzing real time data right now. Mm -hmm. But this is the next step. The next step is going to be crawling all of the, all over the internet. Basically, yes, basically, basically using AI on the Google dataset, mm -hmm. and Google is probably they would be stupid if they are not doing this. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if Google comes up with a solution like this in the next probably six months or so because they need to. Uh, this is the reason. Didn't why they just fire their their AI division a couple of months ago? Probably because they copied the uh, OpenAI and then started from scratch. <laughs> Because Twitter fired fired all the all the guys that uh, were doing the developing, mm -hmm. and then Norway became Nigeria. But uh, this is a this is a thing that uh, is going to happen, and uh, this is the reason why, for example, uh, Microsoft Translate in Word works amazing, and nobody is paying any attention to this. Mm -hmm. uh, Ten years ago, this would be a, a frontline news because you are able to translate entire documents in seconds using basically a tool that is almost it, it isn't free but it's next to free i remember the state of those tools when we were still in college yes Neurotron and stuff so like so, so 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 the problem is the problem is that this would be breaking news 10 years mm -hmm. ago right now it just two clicks and you say okay i'm satisfied with this mm. uh this is going to happen with the ai mm -hmm. and this is going to be a uh, derelict technology in two years Mm -hmm. We are going to see even more things happening uh, in quick succession, and then we're going to see what is going to happen next. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's finish now with what is going to happen next and say that I was Yasmin. My name is Vedran. And we were trying to make things interesting for you for today. and Make sense of OpenAI chatbot? Uh, we decided that we are going to create a half a, a half an hour podcast, and right now we are around uh, two hours already. Uh, around two hours already. So, what are we going to talk about next? We'll see next week, probably. We'll see. The, no, I think it's not going to be next week. It's going to be probably in two weeks. But yeah, we have a huge list of topics to discuss. Okay. Fifteen next episodes are already planned. So, with that being said. Uh, whatever your time the zone is, uh, uh, salut uh, your salutations are uh, in, in order right now. Yes. Bye. Bye.